Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by Adlunum. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Uh, this is your host, Token J. Uh, the program is about sharing insights, strategies, journeys of thought leaders, movers, shakers, and candlestick watchers. So let's just dive right into it. But before we begin, um, here are a few announcements, hygiene announcements. Uh, views on this program belong to that of the speaker and thoughts shared are meant for educational purposes only. Uh, feel free to use the reaction buttons as you hear gems from our speakers. At the end of the program, we will open the room for question and answers from our, the audience um, via our Twitter account. Uh, your questions can be sent across to uh, at Adlunum Inc. And uh, we will take them from there. So thank you so much for joining everybody. Uh, we have some uh, in, uh, fascinating guests today. Alubunmi Fabanuo, the affiliate manager at Binance Africa. Um, would definitely encourage all of y'all to follow him, uh, doing some excellent work over there. Um, he is a blockchain enthusiast, uh, global speaker, founding partner of Ports, and the manager affiliate program for the Binance Africa. Uh, prior to that, he gained traditional banking and fintech experience with GTalk PLC and Mono, respectively. Uh, he has interest in retail marketing, open banking, blockchain, and environmental sustainability. Um, he works with Binance. Binance is the world's leading blockchain ecosystem and digital asset exchange. Um, so let's start. Uh, let's just get started. Um, Olaf, would you like to say a bit about uh, yourself and, and we can get started from there? Hey, yeah. Um, thanks a lot, Jason. Wonderful opportunity to be here. I'd like to thank um, Adlumam um, for bringing me on board this, this fantastic um, setting. And I'd like to say hi again to the entire community. It's always interesting when you want to speak about blockchain and cryptocurrency. But um, yeah, so I'll just be speaking by myself. I'll not be speaking on behalf of Binance Africa, of course. Um, we'll just be sharing, we'll just be having a very good conversation, I believe. Um, so a little bit about me, away from the great things that Jason had said, um, let me just be probably just um, go back a bit. So I have a lot of experience in the traditional finance space. Uh, but yeah, while working in the bank, I just being an inquisitive person, just try to look for what exactly could disrupt banking and the financial space. And I stumbled upon um, blockchain technology, and it's been great since then. Um, so I first went into um, the fintech space, I work with an open banking platform. And while doing that, I was always sharing my journey about blockchain technology and, um, you know, basically doing some content around blockchain, not necessarily cryptocurrency. I wasn't really a big fan of crypto first. I, I focused on blockchain. Then, I mean, I made some, a lot of connections in the space, met a lot of people, and then I joined Binance. And yeah, I think my, I would say my knack for crypto came just before then. And um, yeah, I think it's been great. That's a little bit about me. I, I really, I'm, I mean, I love being on Twitter spaces. I love speaking about blockchain technology, about crypto, and other very interesting subjects, like DeFi, um, ETC. So yeah, I think that's a bit. Uh, I'm not taking too much time. 
fantastic. No, I mean, that's great to hear. Um, so, so curious, I mean, you, you said that, you know, you got into crypto just prior to Binance. What was the, that moment that that switch flipped, you know, from, hey, you know, blockchain is great technology and crypto is bad to, hey, crypto might have some, some actual real use cases that are what they Yeah, so, you know, there's this thing in Africa where people just speak about onboarding people to become bankable. You know, there's so much, there's so much disparity between the bank and the unbanked. Then, um, if you look at blockchain technology, what can really, really get a lot of people banked is cryptocurrency, and there I think that that's where that's where it really flipped. So away from investing and trading crypto, I found, I mean, I, I sort of saw the golden um, goose that crypto was presenting to us, um, especially in Africa. I'm very, I'm very, very passionate about my continent. I love my continent so much. So <laughs> anything that makes my continent better, <clears throat> always push for it. Um, so yeah, I think that that's where it switched. And the fact that, I mean, crypto people are great people. Um, <laughs> and uh, speaking with them, they're able to, you know, they're able to show you some other sides, um, some, some other philosophies that you never thought would exist. And the fact that most of them are really, really great risk takers. Um, I think that I'm a very, very risk averse person. So Crypto sort of like moved me a bit into being able to take um, calculated risk, of course, and thanks to um, Crypto Connect. And also cryptocurrency has made, I mean, has made a lot of people employed and has kept a lot of people employed. It has, especially in Africa, of course, speaking from that perspective. And it has also made people rich. <laughs> I think that's it. That's one that we cannot ignore. Away from that, it has made people broke, <laughs> but... I think that the percentage to people getting um, generational wealth is, is smaller. Um, so yeah, I think that that's, that, that exactly, that, um, that use case of crypto bringing more people into the space. So just before I joined Binance, I, I mean, I, I had a podcast that would always speak about blockchain subjects. And I found that a lot of people really wanted to hear more about crypto. So I tailored it across that. And um, in my journey, I was able to like reach out to people that would usually uh, not not interface with banking or financial products, and was able to speak with them in the language they understood about cryptocurrency and getting onboarded. And you know, finding out that the process is even way seamless, like onboarding to such financial product like crypto or financial space like cryptocurrency compared to the traditional financial space. Um, so yes, I mean, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of cryptocurrency, uh, but I'm also a fan of taking calculated risk and um, education, knowing exactly what you're going into before like getting into it, and not just because every other person is getting into it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, so it sounds like you sort of approach crypto from a banking the unbanked uh, perspective in terms of like how do you how do you get uh, bring all these people that are kind of outside the financial system. How do you sort of bring them into this, 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 this beautiful world where you know everybody is transacting? All you know, it's almost like if you think about freedom, one of the biggest freedoms that we don't really think about is just the, the freedom to be a consumer, you know, and the freedom to choose what we want and how and and how we choose to spend spend funds. 
um, and, and and also basically becoming part of you know modern society. I think if you're if you're unbanked, if you if you don't have access to you know um, banking, you you're you're missing out on a on a fairly large amount of the the human experience. It, it sounds yeah. like right. So um, so I'm just curious. So I'm curious. So I just just a bit of context. I I used to head an exchange uh, called Xrex, and you know the affiliate. Affiliate marketing uh, and affiliate sort of creating the affiliates around, um, uh, you know, a crypto exchange usually usually comes in the form of things like, um, like copy trading or you know people setting up little 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 trading clubs where they uh, share share trading discounts and things like that. How have you found sort of uh, what is the best strategy that you found in terms of like growing? you know, affiliates uh, and growing, let's say, an exchange via using the, the affiliate model? Okay, so away from the regular affiliate marketing model, um, what, what we use or what, I, what we've come to be able to use is, um, especially for Africa, is more of education. Um, so basically, maybe i just give you a, a brief idea of what exactly the affiliate program for us is. Um, so we basically use these guys as partners. Most people that have large communities be it individuals or institutions so we basically partner with them to be able to put out like educational campaigns or educational um, project master classes and things like that um, in places where we ourselves cannot reach so um, sometime last year i think um, june or july i went to the insides of of northern nigeria there are certain places that nobody ever wants to go because a lot of because of a lot of things I would not like to get into. Um, so most of these places are rural areas. And I was able to go there along, thanks, thankfully, for an affiliate that, that led us and was able to translate everything that we're speaking about. And we're able to educate over 10,000 people um, in the space of four or five days. And all of all these guys are people that you would never, ever think um, would have, I mean, or do not necessarily have access to financial services or very, very little. And people that you would never think have you know that liquidity to be able to get into into the space like we always say so like an affiliate um, of binance made i mean made that possible so it's more education on our side the goal for for the organization for africa is basically getting people educated about not just cryptocurrency but like the use cases of blockchain um technology and this has really revolutionized the way that that um, we've been able to get people uh, people on board and so these guys are very 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 key um, to to the to the project in itself. So yeah, we have the copy trading part of it, where people teach people how to trade. Uh, but then, for you know, for you get to know how to trade and all those things, we expect you to be able to teach your community about everything um, crypto, like the history and how you can. I mean, the other use cases like um, remittance is what crypto really brings. Then um, a notch eye is now coming to to trading, you know, and. We always encourage affiliates to like do master classes on trading. I mean, copy trading is fantastic, but let them first know like the rules and everything that have to do with it, the TAs, um, the fundamental analysis, and and all of that, so that we can actually bring individuals who are very very vast um, in, in into I mean in the crypto space rather than just people that want to gain something off it and just step out. Um, so yeah, in terms of affiliates, that's that's how we've been. Um, able to build it. So I would say to anyone trying to build out um, your building like projects and you're trying to look um, at how 
to um, infuse affiliate marketing to be able to develop your project or improve the viability and, and um, maybe revenue at the end of the day. I think that education is one very, very, very important part you should um, consider. Um, people, I mean, people are willing to get paid to educate other people. So you can just put impact to it and say, okay, you know what? If you're able to push out this and that and that and that to your communities, um, I'm willing to do this for you. Because the moment people start getting education, there's more interest. Um, you educate first, you get more interest, and you're able to bring them on board. So long as, of course, your your project has that viability and it also has that very, very good use case. I feel like um, you just be on your way, especially if you're able to get like fantastic and very knowledgeable affiliates um, that are also interested in your project. I don't know if I'm able to answer that question. Hey, Jason, are you there? Uh, my internet. Uh, Jason, can you hear me? Yeah, hi. I'm uh, having some technical issues, so I had to join uh, from another user uh, from another username. So I'm just curious. You know, you mentioned community. Uh, just wondering what you think sort of effective strategies for building and nurturing a strong community, um, and how crucial would you say uh, community support is uh, for the success of a project? Whether that be a project that launches on Binance, or perhaps let's say a project, uh, let's say Binance itself, uh, the exchange. How how sort of important is the community uh, to it and to the extent that how, how much of that community transfers to projects that, that you know, Binance launches? Um, I think Binance is definitely community focused, um, user focused. So that's, I mean, that's the most important part for everything that the organization has, has always done. Um, and I'm speaking from, from perspective of at least the affiliate program, not necessarily representing um, Binance in itself, but I mean, what, what, what we've been able to do is ensure the importance of community and also like speak it out. Like we let we let people know that everything is user focused, and to be able to to um, to reiterate that point, you have to stay transparent. So I would say that it's one of the most transparent organizations that that you find. Um, and I mean, every other every other week, or I would say every other day, there's something that's community focused that is happening. Like for us um, on the African side, we get to host Twitter spaces like this um, and we get to communicate, I mean, have interactions with our community directly. Away from that, we get to have events. Like we have events on almost a daily basis. It's crazy. And that in itself helps a lot of, I mean, helps with trust. So your community begins to, you know, have that trust for you and they're able to like interface with everything that you're bringing on board in terms of campaigns or, or, or goodies or what have you. Um, and I would say that for projects that launch, um, of course, a lot of internal processes have to go for you to get 
um, partner have your project launch on Binance, of course. Um, I don't think I'm equipped to be able to speak about that. But I would say that um, for you to have your project um, in partnership with Binance, definitely community has to be one of your biggest strengths. In fact, community is like the biggest strength of any Web3 project or pro blockchain project, be crypto or non-crypto. So um, individuals, um, institutions have, have to be, I mean, you have to have that viable, um, I would say you have to have that viable community and you make it the entire focus away from the fact that whatever project you're building has um, viability and is, um, is, you know, has a very good use case. Um, you have to bring on your community up to date with it. Um, I think community support is is um, very crucial to the success of any project because, I mean, it's a proof that the project actually works and is a proof that the project itself was made for the people, you know. And uh, if these people don't participate or if they can't participate or if they can't get a level of support, um, then it means that your project has actually failed. So... Um, projects, I mean, any project that is proper, proper, um, properly thought through or, um, or properly put, I mean, put in place would definitely be beneficial to its users. So the, the major sell of the entire thing is getting your community onboarded and making sure that they are focused on whatever it is that you are pushing out. I understood. I'm curious if um, uh, if there's a magic number community-wise uh, that sort of that sort of determines. Hey, Jason, I'm not, I don't think I can hear you very well. Um, I think you're very close to your mic. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, better. Okay, fantastic. What I was saying is I'm curious if you think that there is a magic number, uh, the size of the community that the community needs to be uh, that's likely to make a project, you know, massively successful. Because I know when it comes to stocks and shares and things like that, when, when, a, when a project kind of launches, it seems like, you know, around the 10,000, uh, if you have about 10,000 people that, that own your token or they have, you know, have, own your shares and you pretty much have liquidity across exchanges. I'm curious whether there's something similar when it comes to community. Like, what's the magic number for community? How big is the community to be uh, for it to be successful? And is there any sort of divisions between, like, oh, more people on Twitter, more people on Telegram? Like, how do you sort of um, uh, determine that? Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't have any, I don't think I have an answer to the magic number. But of course, um, if you've been in the Web3 space, you know that you have to have a sizable number. And I think you can just think of a number in your head and question yourself if it's sizable or not. So of course, Twitter, very, very important to Web3. Um, I'll say Discord has a very, very strong community on, on Discord. Those guys, they are geeks, you know, so you have to get those geeks on, on board. Um, I would say those two are the, are the major ones. Telegram, too, is very, very important. Um, but I'll not put it on any level. I'll say both, I mean, three of them are equally important. But I would say that build out your Discord, um, Twitter organically. By the time you start having um, Twitter spaces like this, you get to onboard ambassadors or affiliates or influencers, um, not to shield or anything, but like to educate the community on things that, um, that I mean, things about the project in itself. Um, I feel like you're on your way to building a um, good community. But in terms of the numbers, uh, <laughs> I, I, I really don't have a number. 
Understood. So let's let's move on to sort of projects themselves, right? Um, there seems to be, you know, a, a set of seasons. So you might have, you know, metaverse season, and then subsequently you might have AI season. And and there's these narratives that that, that sort of shift over time. I'm curious if you think um, uh, what what would be the next successful narrative? What do you think the next, you know, hype hyped project or set of projects, uh, which area do you think that they would be in? I'm just curious because, you know, we talk about AI a lot. It's, it's like every, every, it seems like almost every panel I'm on these days, like there's a question about ChatGPT or how AI will influence it. I was on a Twitter space yesterday and, and AI was like one of the main, 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 main topics. So I'm just curious if you think, what, what do you think of that, for example, let's say, you know, uh, uh, the, the rise of AI and, 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 and as a narrative in the crypto space, and, and what do you think the next sort of rise uh, will be? Yeah, so I would say that it's still AI season, and I think that it's going to be AI season for a bit. <laughs> People are just beginning to get, uh, you know, that AI knack and all of it. And um, I think decentralized, I think DeFi, yeah, we've had DeFi season, but I think DeFi season is probably going to um, subsist for a bit. Um, from my own knowledge, oh, sorry, from my own predicting, I think DeFi, DeFi is, going to, um, is going to be next for, De I mean, DeFi projects and all of that. I would also think that um, educational or maybe educational research project. So I think the, the project we recently just put out on Launchpad as finance um, Launchpad. Um, I don't think I want to shoot a project. I would not mention the name. You can easily find out. Um, it's a it's um educational and content um, type of type of project. So it's one that rewards people that put out content. That's content um, creators and all of that. So I think something like that um, maybe in the next few months we'll start seeing an uptake. More projects are going to be launching in terms of um, being able to reward all these guys because there are now a lot of people that put out content um, for blockchain content, crypto content, and they probably do not get as rewarded as, as they should. So projects that seem to look um, to that part would probably get uh, more visibility or more focus going forward. But yeah, guys, it's still AI season, and we are really we are really getting into it. I think there's um, the Picasso, the Picasso, um, the Picasso project that launched on Binance NFT. So I think that that partnership or that handshake between NFTs and AI will probably just be around for a bit. And um, yeah, I think that's what I would say now. I mean, there are a lot of other things that I would have thought, but I'm not going to be giving financial advice or, or anything on yet. No, for anything sure. Anything you're hearing here is not financial advice or anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did that. We did that in the beginning of the like in the beginning of these Twitter spaces. We always go through, you know, this isn't financial advice, you know. Yeah. But anyways, um, I was just curious, you know, what are your thoughts on the whole Bitcoin ordinal thing? Like that's something that's massively blown up. Um, traditionally speaking, you know, NFTs tend to be um, launched on chains where you have massive like. You Right? Like Ethereum, the one of the reasons why Ethereum, even though it's considered like the granddaddy chain, uh, Ethereum tends to you know not have a whole lot of because of the gas fees involved. But now, you know, you see Bitcoin ordinals and it's like one of those massive, massive, massive hot topic, but it's sending Bitcoin, you know, transaction fees through the roof. Uh, so I'm curious, you know, where do you think, where do you think that will, how do you think that will resolve? Do you think, you know, Bitcoin ordinals will die out or, or die down as, as, as sort of a hot, sexy topic? Or do you think that somebody's going to figure out a way to solve the problem 
in such a way whereby you know uh, the Bitcoin ordinals uh, uh, NFT situation is not is not causing massive massive increases in fees. Okay, so um, I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I don't know to to say if that. I mean, we're going to be seeing the growth in that, or there's going to be um, a solution to it. But what I know is that ordinals are really changing, like the the world of. I mean, the blockchain at world, and um, are providing like a whole new way to to store information on uh, Bitcoin transactions. And I think that we've seen, yeah, definitely seen an uptake from from community. And it's just giving us extra utility because, um, you know, we've had more Bitcoin addresses now. I mean, Bitcoin addresses are actually at an all-time high, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure of the numbers, but I think, yeah, at this moment. And um, it's a unique, I mean, it's a unique period in, in history, in the Bitcoin history. So I would say that um, for now, we'll be seeing, a, I mean, we'll be seeing, I, would, I don't want to say we'll be seeing a, a very good update or a rise, a rise in it. And I don't know if, I mean, going forward, there's going to be like a solution to to um, the issue is being that that is being posed. But um, in the moment, I feel like till the end of the year, I would, I mean, I would I would bet on it that um, they will continue to grow, like ordinals will continue to grow. Um, and there will be, I mean, there will be several branches, um, several branches to it, um, like start seeing. Use cases like um, investment and monetary uh, monetary transfer it won't continue to increase, um, but yeah, uh, I, I think that that's I mean that's that's what I would that's what I can say about that at the moment. I'm trying as much as possible not to be very specific sure. because you know that people can just take this out of context. But yeah, no, no, for sure, for sure. But I'm curious, you know, besides the sort of ordinal and this AI thing, what do you, what would you say are the latest trends and developments that are shaping the crypto industry today? Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are on that in terms of like the, that are shaping the, the future of crypto. Um, so I think that we can, I would like us to speak more of um, Africa specific. Um, and okay, great. Let's talk about Africa. Let's <laughs> yes. talk, yeah, that's fascinating. I'd love yeah. to know. <laughs> yeah, so I think that uh, we have a lot of Africans that, that are, um, just like me, that are that that are um, risk averse, so a lot of people are beginning to learn um, to be risk averse and not necessarily good. So I mean, they've seen the same cryptocurrency as a very high risk um, sort of like um, investment. But then I feel like a trend that is going to, is going to start growing, considering that we have we've been in the bear market for a bit, is people getting into like um, crypto investment. So there's, there's um, a product on Binance called the Binance Earn, just like a fixed deposit in the, like, like um, relating to traditional financial space where you can still hold on to your stable coins or whatever crypto it is. Um, you don't, you almost, do, I mean, you definitely do not lose it, no matter if pricing, no matter the fluctuation and volatility of the crypto itself, um, and you still get to earn on it for, for, um, for a period. So I think that we are going to see a very good uptake um, in that. Fact, um, I think um, a lot of a lot of people that have been crypto averse um, are, are beginning to see this, and you know, um, because of the inflation on currencies in in Africa, people want to get into something more stable. And um, I think the cryptocurrency space, I mean, stable coins um, provide that sort of like stability or an edge against inflation. So yeah, I think that 
following um, the trends, people are going to jump more into that. Um, I think that there will be there will be more use cases for for NFTs. I think we've already overflowed that. Um, um, I would say, I mean, I'm very particular about about the earn. Uh, I'm sorry about the. I mean, the product where people are able to invest and, and still earn without exactly losing um, their funds. The next thing for us, I think, would be um, regulation. So we've seen countries in Africa begin to speak about how, uh, yeah, we need to regulate cryptocurrency and all of that. And there have been some that have been shying away from that subject. So I would say Nigeria, for example, has put out the, um, I don't know if you've seen it, the blockchain policy. Um, which had no mention of cryptocurrency, <laughs> which, I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, I, people find it really weird, but I don't. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, so the government is, um, has not said anything about cryptocurrency, but yeah, a sandbox um, has already been, sorry, a policy has already been put out um, for blockchain. So we we'll see a lot of blockchain projects um, begin, I mean, come into play in Nigeria, which is very, very good for, um, for Africa. So um, other countries, you know, most of these countries will, to Nigeria, whatever it does, they try to duplicate. So we're seeing that other countries are now beginning to look at um, look at blockchain technology. And I would say that following that, they are definitely going to start seeing um, regulations around cryptocurrency. So for um, Nigeria again, the Securities and Exchange Commission came I mean came out last year, and we're saying that they are going to come up with like a sandbox um, that would acknowledge cryptocurrency as an asset. Um, in, in, in the country. Yeah, that's not, I mean, that's still passing through a lot of scrutiny. But yeah, for, for that to be said, it shows that, um, I mean, these jurisdictions are beginning to look at regulation of cryptocurrency and even um, exchanges in itself. So I would say that that's going to be um, another trend. Um, general On the general space, I mean, globally, we are going to start seeing discussions about about climate change and how crypto is able to affect it. You know, a lot of crypto crypto enthusiasts um, we just I mean jump over that. But I mean, we've seen countries in, in um, later um, Latin America and even North America begin to start speaking up um, that oh yeah, let's start speaking about how how this um, cryptocurrency, I mean, how Bitcoin mining and all of all these things affect have an effect on on um, climate change and you see that um you, you see that ethereum had, i mean was it was quickly able to align itself and get like an upgrade remember the merge and um able to align and with and, and speak about this whole cutting energy use um as the focus of the entire of the entire upgrade in, in software so i think that that's also going to be like um, a trend going forward because more countries are going to start speaking up um, about these things and I think a lot of projects will start adjusting and um, I think it's just a very good outlook for um, for cryptocurrency but in terms of <laughs> leaving the beer market I mean I can't wait for I can't wait for this beer market to be over but I mean we don't know what uh, what the following months are going to are going to say but um, yeah <laughs> I think that as well stop uh, in terms of trends. You know, it's it's you're hundred percent right. Like everybody, you know, we're all waiting for the bear market to end, but it's it's so cyclical. Like we've a lot of us that have been in the industry for like you know many years, we've just seen it come and go. 
and and you know when it's when it's down, never you never think it's going to come up again, and when it's up, you never think it's going to go down, right? But it just yeah. it happens, and then life life goes on. Uh, but I'm curious, you know, um, you mentioned Africa specifically and the African continent. I'm so I'm curious, you know, if the, you think there are any good case studies that sort of highlight the role of Binance Africa uh, in, in the African continent. And do you think, um, uh, again, I know you don't speak for, for Binance uh, on here, but I'm just, but I know that you would sort of have some, some pet projects that, that have massively been successful over there. Uh, and yeah, you know, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of projects are successful? Uh, I'm just curious. The masterclass projects. Damn. <laughs> Trust me, that project has been a huge success. Um, we found, um, we've been able to educate over, I mean, I, I, I can't give you a figure right now, but I would say that that's been a very, very good, um, good pro- project and it's still ongoing. Um, I think I mentioned that we have online and offline masterclasses and um, a lot of people seem to prefer to attend the offline masterclasses. In fact, people travel kilometers when they find out that there's a, there's a finance masterclass going somewhere because people are willing to um, really learn. It could be for inquisitiveness or it could be for the fact that they are trying to get another means to earn income and they know that crypto is going to provide that um, to them. But all in all, um, I think the masterclass um, project has been um, a very good one. Then I would say that um, DeFi, so, I mean, we've been... We have the Binance X and the Binance Labs that, that keeps looking out for projects um, in in DeFi. So we've seen a number of African projects that have you know that have that have been up to this, um, trying to bring up um, DeFi projects and all of that. So I would say that that's that's a growing concern and that's also um, been successful. Um, the next one would be let me see. I think charity, of course. Um, I think we've had a lot of charitable projects by Binance Charity that, I mean, inclusive of also like training, training people to become blockchain developers, to become cryptocurrency traders, to become um, day traders and, and all of that, even to become influencers in the, in the crypto space. Um, I would say that, I mean, that has been, that has been a very good highlight for, um, for Africa. Um, the other thing would also be bringing, yes, um, bringing mainstream actors. So there have been certain mainstream um, top influencers that we've been able to bring um, into, the, into the blockchain and crypto space in Africa. Um, I'm sure if you look through, you see a number of top, um, you know, um, high-ranking individuals there. And these guys have been able to, you know, teach their communities on their own. I mean, from, from what they've learned, they've been able to use their languages, they've been able to use um, their own knowledge that they've gained from us to be able to educate their community um, alongside. So I think we've treated most people as, um, as getting into the space, not just as influencers, but also like actors and active people. Um, they get to, uh, I, I think we brought on a, a, a 65-year-old <laughs> who had no idea of what Web3 was or what wow. crypto is. So, yes, um, um, Betty Rabble, she's, she's very, very well-known in Nigeria. And, you know, she was just very excited. And she would come to our event. She had, like, just one month of, of knowledge and, and all of all this. Is, and she became very enthusiastic about it. And she started, I mean, she set up, like, um, like a group where she was speaking to people just like her in her age grade and they maybe a bit below 
um, both celebrities and non-celebrities are friends. And, you know, she was able to tell them all of all these things about blockchain technology, about crypto. So I would say that sometimes we just look back and find out that these are some of the, I mean, these are some of the huge successes in terms of projects that we set out to do that we've, um, that we've registered. Um, yeah, I, would, I think I can stop there. Oh, um, so okay. I don't know if it's, if it's a good time to also mention like some of the huge events that have occurred. It always um, is. Yes, so we had the African Nations Cup. I think Binance was a key figure in that. Um, we sponsored that. I don't know if you heard about it. Um, that was, in fact, that was a okay. very, very good one. Um, so it's a football competition for all African countries, and um, we're able to sponsor wow. that. And that helped a whole lot in onboarding so many people. In fact, I will tell you that my parents, who are retirees that six years above, when I told them, oh, yeah, do you know about Binance? They're like, oh, yeah, of course, I know about Binance. Binance sponsored the AFCON, and they were like, oh, they know it's blockchain, something, something. I'm like, oh, fantastic. I mean, that was, I mean, that, that, that's a very good way to, you know, to push um, for adoption, I would say. And yeah. also, I think the Nigerian Idol, um, season seven, that happened last year. We also able to sponsor that. And all of all these things are just to you know, bring people into into the space, get them aware of the use cases of um, of blockchain technology, not just limited to cryptocurrency, of course, um, but also like tell them about crypto. So we found that a lot of people, I mean, get attracted to to Binance because of cryptocurrency. Then coming into it, um, they start relating with several other use cases, and um, yeah, I think I think that those are I mean those are the use cases and case studies I would. I would be willing to alight. You know, it's interesting. Um, it, it seems like the the two industries, let's say, uh, sports uh, and art, whether that be you know uh, content creation or you know NFTs or really anything, it seems to me like these two industries tend to bring a lot of adoption to the to the space because there's just so many people that are creative uh and they're passionate right i say i think it comes down to create creativity and passion so you have you know uh, people that are passionate about soccer that 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 are just so passionate about soccer that they learn about blockchain almost by accident because they happen to be following you know soccer and what's going on and you know somebody like Binance will will sponsor a uh an event and next thing you know uh you know these guys are, are, are in crypto and same thing with with art you know you have uh, music, like music being such a massive sort of entrance. There there are actually um, musicians that have put out songs just solely as NFTs, right? And so if you're if you're a fan of the musician, um, that's a great entry into into crypto as 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 a as a topic because you're interested in the music but but you learn the technology uh, because you want to interact with the music, right? So I think it's it's really fascinating to me uh, how these these two sort of industries or interests are, are so yeah. integral to like pushing adoption, right? Can yeah, you find that as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with you. Um I think away from sports and music, I would also say fashion. Fashion too has been very ah, yes. especially for um for, for the women. I think fashion has been very helpful in bringing uh, people into the space because you find out that a lot of top designers are now saying, oh we have like NFT versions of this particular clothing, this particular bag, this particular watch, and all of that, and you find out, you start seeing people, um, baby boomers, start having, they start owning crypto, they start owning NFTs, and you're wondering how, how exactly did you get to know about this thing? And yeah, thankful. I, I just thought to mention that that too. So music, fashion, sports, 
fantastic ways um, or entry points for um, for mainstream guys to get into cryptocurrency. Oh, fantastic. So now I'm just curious, you know, you mentioned regulation a couple of times earlier, you know, in the space. I'm curious, um, I'm curious whether, whether the government has ever reached out to exchanges like Binance to try to help, you know, craft crypto registration that is, that is sensible, that, that makes sense from an industry perspective. Because a lot of the crypto regulation, it's like, holy heck, like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah from a technological perspective, you know that the guy who came up with that policy has no idea how crypto actually works or how people use crypto. And, you know, so I'm curious if, if, if that's something that, you know, Binance is in consultation with regulatory authorities to, to try to, you know, come up with stuff that makes sense. Oh, yes. Um, I'm sure you'd have seen in the news a lot of um, conversations that have become like regulatory policies. Uh, I mean, different countries, I think mostly Europe and the Middle East. Uh, that's been our region. Um, it's been, I mean, Binance is always willing to like speak with regulators and see how, how we can move forward. Um, for Africa, I can't give you information as of now about what conversations um, are, are ongoing, uh, but definitely I think that um, I would say maybe the government, I would not say they do not have a choice, but um, thinking governments or governments that really care about their people would want to sit down and um, see ways to be able to, you know, see how, how we can be regulated. And of course, if you have no idea of what you're regulating, it's very important to reach out to like um, individuals and institutions that are really um, that really understand the space and know what effects different types of regulation um, could have for the space um, in itself. So I, I think I know that I know a lot of individuals that were involved in crafting the blockchain policy. Um, for Nigeria, um, I seem to be close to a number oh. of them. Yes, and they were integral um, in putting it together. So the government itself did not just sit down and start and start crafting what they don't know about. So they were able to, you know, consult with these guys and these institutions um, to look through several reviews and um, before before the final policy um, was 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 brought to fore. And yeah, I mean, policy may be lacking of a number of things, but um, it's not to say that a good job had not um, had not been done. So I would say that um, for for crypto in itself, I would say that of course, definitely, I, I'm I'm very positive about the fact that governments are going to. I mean, they want to sit down with maybe exchanges or the important players within the crypto space before they can come up with regulation. And let me say that um, uh, I think. As, as an individual that regulation is going to be helpful, um, but awful regulation or harmful regulation is going to be bad for us in the crypto space. Um, so, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm quite positive, honestly, that governments are going to mm -hmm. um, liaise with the players in the space and see safe regulations that, um, that will also, I mean, keep its people secure and also leave them, I mean, allow them to be able to access services and um, the potential of cryptocurrency great so so as a more open-ended question you know i know you mentioned the binance earn product i'm curious if there are other products you know either imminently uh, about to be launched or you know maybe even in the long-term plan that might make trading easier for the average person it occurred to me that you know, um, what would happen, for example, if we asked ChatGPT4, hey, here's my Binance account, go make me some money, 
right? Like why, I'm curious whether, whether AI, for example, could actually, you know, let's say trade on somebody's behalf and to what extent, you know, that could be profitable. Is that something that you guys are even looking at? I'm just curious. <laughs> JC, you know, I'm not going to give you that information. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, even before now, I think that have always been AI bots. Um, I know a lot of people that, that have jumped, especially in, um, in Africa, people have decided to go into researching on AI bots and getting it to trade for them and all of that. And following the development in AI, I feel like maybe sometime soon you'll be able to ask ChatGPT to uh, give, it, give it your leverage and what you, what, you, what you can afford, stop loss and all of that, and tell it to just go trade for you. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I feel like that's, that's something that is probably already happening. Um, but I can't say what we are working on. Um, one of the things that we've learned right. in conjunction with AI is just the, the castle for now. But um, I mean, AI is, is, a, is a very useful trend. And definitely, you know, Binance is anything that helps the users, the community um, have, have better, um, better relationship with, with, with the crypto space and also like the elements of cryptocurrency. Always, um, Binance is always willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, as an exchange, it, it sort of behooves, you know, all exchanges. I know because uh, I was at an exchange for, for a while myself. And so it sort of behooves everybody to try to figure out easier ways to trade because there's just so many people that that have no idea what they're doing, retail investors that are just sort of jumping into the market and then they'll go buy something like, I don't know, Shibu or, or Dogecoin because those are, those are just so massively hyped and they think that that's – you know, some sort of solution. Uh, I've got a couple of questions from our Twitter. Uh, wanted to run by you. Um, do you think that crypto is actually a solution for Africa uh, specifically? Uh, do you do you have any success success stories in terms of companies that have just massively like blown up or really made a difference, made a dent um, uh, in in Africa? Uh, would you say? Um, I don't get. Sorry, you mean crypto projects in Africa? Is that what yeah. Saying? So what I'm uh, saying is that yeah. So 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 right, right, right. So 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 I'll, so I'll rephrase that. The fact is, is that you know, uh, there's people that want to that this this is crypto actually a solution in Africa? So for example, is it something that do we have success stories whereby you know a crypto company has come out and just massively uh, you know uh, uh, made a dent in 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 terms of making crypto more popular in in the continent? So, oh, like, yes, for example, absolutely. in India, Chingari. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in India, Chingari, there's a company called Chingari uh, that is a social media thing that has been used for many by many people like long before crypto became a thing. But then when they in- integrated crypto, it's like you have all these guys that are now you know seeing adoption for the first time. So I'm curious if there's an example like that that you know in Africa that where where this just been massively successful. Oh yes, um, I think there <clears throat> there are a lot of projects that have come up that have um, been successful. And first, to answer your first question, yes, crypto is solving a huge problem. Um, I think if you go across different countries in Africa, I mentioned the inflation problem on currencies. I would say that I think most countries in Africa are ranking high in terms of um, inflation on their currencies. That's mostly the exchange rate against the peg currency, which is the USD. Um, you see a lot of countries that have been struggling and crypto has i mean has witnessed a lot of uptake because you're able to edge against this entire thing so you have you've seen a lot of nigerians or a lot of south africans a lot of kenyans that have become employed by um crypto organizations or blockchain companies and are able to like 
you know, get above, get away from from being affected by um, the inflation of of the country of the currencies within um, their their countries. Away from that, too, he's been able to provide employment for a lot of people. So you find a lot of young people in Africa um, have, have, have become degens and have become like crypto crypto influencers and have become crypto enthusiasts and have been able to like create wealth and even I mean create employment from that um, rather than doing other things. Uh, people have been able to like sit in the comfort of their homes and earn stable income because of cryptocurrency. Um, away from that, being a solution in Africa, it's been, I mean, it has opened the eyes of a lot of people that there's more to, um, you know, um, to, to, to blockchain technology, to cryptocurrencies, to, to technology in, its, um, in itself um, that, I mean, the, they're probably not getting from, from the government and all of that. So that decentralization thing has been able to work a lot for us here in um in africa people have become more educated about these things people have been able to like um being able to been able to come together um to, to 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 raise i mean to to come up with projects that solve um a lot of actual african indigenous um problems um yeah so it's problems. been a very huge yeah it's been a very huge um solution for us i would say on this side um, I don't want to promote any project, but if you look at if you look at Kenya, sure. there's yeah there, there there's there's this particular project um, that that has helped a lot of I mean that has solved the that has solved um, payments payment problem um, and it's very very groundbreaking and um, people has, has become a popular choice of small and medium scale enterprises to be able to receive and send payments so it has solved that remittance issue where you have to instead of waiting for days to be able to receive funds um, from your customers or from your exporters abroad or importers abroad or trade partners abroad. Um, that particular project has been able to solve that and getting, using blockchain technology to get payments almost in the immediate, you know, and that has helped um, trade, sure. um, trade. Yeah, that has helped trade a, a, um, a whole lot. So away from that, I think there are just multiple projects. Trust me, there are a lot of projects um, that I probably have not heard of. That has helped thousands of people sure. and has had a very huge impact in different countries um, across Africa. So yes, it's been—I mean, it's been tremendous. I, I think that is still room for growth. However, there's room for growth um, in Africa, especially um, for 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 crypto. But yeah, it's been—I mean, it's been—it's been a great one. We are thankful for it on this side. Yeah, we are thankful. Sure. No, I mean, listen, we actually have, believe it or not, I think we have uh, quite a few. Well. Comparatively, uh, a, a few uh, team members in our own company that are from that are from Africa, and that's that's that in and of itself is just so fascinating to see. You know, people that like uh, maybe would never really have uh, uh, exposure to something like this, and now you know they're they're, they're crypto degens, they're, they're DeFi degens. So that it's just fat, fantastic to see. Uh, I have one other question from our from our audience, but that I think is possibly from uh, maybe one of your competitors or something, because they want to know how does Binance attract new users in Africa. Uh, I mean, I'm curious about that too. I mean, is that is? Do you find things like um, billboards useful? Do you think like the radio is useful, the television is useful? Like, how do you guys advertise? How do you guys market? How do you guys reach the end user to, to sign up to buy that? Okay, so as a competitor, you are trying to <laughs> that person is trying to understand my strategy. No, I don't. Know, I don't know if it's actually it's a better, but I'm guessing if somebody's asking, if somebody's asking, yeah, how do I attract yeah. new users? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, so I think I'll speak uh, from from my own perspective as as managing the athlete. So I mentioned in the beginning that the way we are able to like get more people on board is um, through the affiliate program is we are able to empower our partners, which we call affiliates, of course. And we don't just limit it to um, individuals. We also go ahead to partner with like mainstream institutions. So for example, um, a few weeks ago, we were able to have like on the ground activation um, in markets, in the largest markets, some, some large markets in Africa, across Africa. We were able to partner with a particular mainstream actor who took um, the crypto message, who took the Binance message and brand and everything that has to do with us to market, to, to market women, to people within the market, individuals that came to buy, to businesses. Because, of course, there are also solutions for, for businesses such as Binance Pay, um, as, um, can become a Binance Pay merchant and receive crypto when people, I mean, when people want to make payments. You know, so these mainstream actors um, have been able to help us get a larger outreach, like get to people on ground, go retail, retail. So we actually do the work, like the groundwork. We don't just sit behind our computers and start mapping out numbers and start sending right. out emails and emails and all of all those things. We actually go outside. And how are we able to do this? We, we partner with um, people like that. I mean, people that are willing to, that, that really understand what crypto and blockchain could help I mean, individuals do. And these guys uh, go out and get us users, actual, actual users, you know, not just, um, <laughs> not just numbers, you know. So I think that, that's sure. one way. And you ensure that we are always in people's faces because we are really, I mean, it's just, it's just been at it's just the finance elements. Is that hardcore? Is getting like getting the results, doing the actual work. Um, you know, like I like I mentioned before. So sure, I think that's sure. only one. And I mean, there are several other strategies that are definitely need to be careful with. So that person, you can you know you can come <laughs> come out, come reach out. Let's see how we can discuss. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he applies for a job at Binance. Maybe that's how he learns, <laughs> learns the answers to those questions. Um, okay, great. Listen, we're we're at the end of this. We have just we have just one question more. And what I want to talk to you about is like, what's your personal philosophy? Like, what keeps you going? What drives you? I know that you know you said you're really passionate about Africa. You're really passionate about you know backing the unbanked. Uh, I'm curious from a broader perspective. Like, what keeps you going? What's your personal philosophy? And and if you have any final thoughts. You know, uh, we'd love to sort of uh, share that with with everybody listening. Yeah, um, thanks a lot. So um, I would say that let me bring it from my from my traditional um, banking experience, and that has taught me um, a whole lot. Um, so personal philosophy, just the way mine aligns with finance, is very hardcore. I'm big on I'm big on results, and I can be very very persistent, and I'm very consistent. So I don't set out to do what I'm not willing to like, um, to like finish up on. That doesn't say that I get to finish up on everything. I mean, there are several things I've gone out to do projects that I, <laughs> that I leave, you know, unfinished. But then like, I just let that passion drive me. The fact that I'm going into something, I would have made a conscious decision, you know, to want to achieve uh, my goals and achieve results of it. So the next thing would be that as much as I'm into crypto, as I'm in crypto, I'm, I'm quite risk averse or maybe very, very calculated. So sure. I don't, I'm, I'm unbothered about, um, about hype. Hype hardly gets to me or does not get to me. So when every other person is doing something, 
I do not just jump into it. So there have been opportunities to, I mean, that's before I joined Binance, of course. There have been opportunities to make a hell of money from different projects that I've launched and every other person is getting and getting money that I refuse to go into because I have personal belief. If it does, if it's not, if it's not right, if it doesn't make sense to me, I'm definitely not getting into it. Um, so sure. yeah, I'm, I'm very calculated when it comes to risk. I'm, I would say I'm a risk averse individuals and um, I, see, I would say that that's I mean those are those are personal philosophies the other thing would be that I'm very focused on family of course family I love family love friends um, willing to impact I enjoy um, impacting impacting knowledge I enjoy speaking with people I enjoy listening to because also you have to listen to what exactly people want to hear what to, I mean what they need at that point in time people's needs so I, I'm a very good listener <laughs> probably I'll probably make a whole, a whole lot of money by becoming a shrink <laughs> because I enjoy listening. Um, and I think, that that's very, I think that's very good. Um, like, you have two ears and just one mouth. So there's, there's an abundance of things. I mean, there's a reason why you should always listen to people and, you know, make your comments um, afterwards. Then final, I mean, final words, I would say that this, is, um, this has been a very, very good um, conversation. Uh, most of it has I've been up top. And very, very, trust me, it's been a very good conversation and um, organic. So don't think that we went, went by um, behind curtains and said we're going to talk about this. Most of all, this conversation sure. has, been, has been organic. And I think I enjoy the questions. They've been very, very revealing. I've, I've been able to learn a few things from even the things I've spoken about and some of the things I want to work on um, and improve um, on in terms of my personal project and in terms of... Um, my the brand I work with as finance in itself and my work even in Binance. So yeah, fantastic. Um, Jason, thank you so much. Um, I would also like to thank the community. And I don't want to seem like I'm closing the event. I think you should be the one to do it. Sure. But yeah, I think yeah, those are my um, those are my final those are my final statements and final sentences. Thanks a lot. Uh, no, listen. Uh, thank you so much for attending. You're absolutely right that this is practically a totally you know, organic conversations, just sort of, you know, two people talking about like an industry that they love. And certainly, you know, we, we both have a love uh, for this industry. And I think one of the best fits for a company is when your personal philosophy, you know, uh, is in lockstep with, with the companies in general. So then you can sort of use the company in a sense to, to, uh, to achieve aims that, that you would anyway be, be focused on, even if you weren't there. So I think that's like Binance is, is very, very, very lucky to have you. And we've been very, very lucky to have you here as well. So we very much thank you for this, uh, for, for attending. Uh, uh, very much appreciate you coming. And uh, thank you everybody else, everybody, all the listeners. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, uh, next, uh, we'll be doing this. Obviously, we do this, you know, on a regular basis. We look forward to you, uh, to you joining us next week, uh, same time, same place. Thank you so much, everybody. Y'all have a great day, and uh, thank you so much for attending. Uh, thank you. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving Into Crypto, proudly hosted by Ad Lunam the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles. 